This is the Prep Rally Podcast, and I'm Chip Souza with the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And we got a full house today. Woo-hoo. Yes, sir. We got Henry Apple, Ricky Fires, Leland Barclay, and an old friend, Paul Boyd, is back with us today. Glad to have Paul back. Give him a little round of applause. Happy to be back. There you go. Now, uh, Leland, you might want to cover your ears a little bit. I'm going to have Ricky Fires sing a little bit right, right now because you know what today is, Leland? You know what today is. It's the 21st of September. Do you remember? remember. 21st night, night of September. September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I don't, I don't know all the words. The I know. <laughs> Who? The Four Seasons. Are you kidding no. me? It's Earth, Wind, and Fire, baby. With lead singer Maurice White. Oh, okay. That's right. <laughs> well, if it's not Pearl Jam, Leland doesn't know he about just it. Showed his Van Pearl Buren, Jam he showed his Van Buren right there. <laughs> so 21st of September, like Leland, what we were saying a while ago was, if you're in a bad mood, if you're listening to this song, this will turn you, turn you around, whatever, 90 degrees? Not 180. Not 360. 180. 180. Yeah, 180. Yeah, yeah, I'm not, 180. Math wasn't Well, right it there. is the last day of summer, too. Which that is, is oh, we got, I'm sorry about man, that. Man, that's a downer. Oh, <laughs> man, sorry about that. Well, we have got a big show for you lined up today. We've got some football we're going to talk about. Paul's here to give us a little volleyball. And then Leland is going to give us a little bitty little peek at what a big story he's got this weekend oh, in the River Valley Democrat Gazette. A bigger story than it was in the uh, – River Valley edition last Bigger Sunday? than that. Even bigger than that. So we're Man, gonna, a lot we're of gonna, coverage. We're going to start with football. Henry, it's time. It's conference time. Yeah, except for the 6A West who's already started their conference right. play. But now everybody else gets to join the That's party. That's right. And That's right. The, the games now count. Ricky, you yes. know what the first four weeks mean in the high school football season? Diddly squat. Zip, nada, nothing. 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 Now uh, playtime's over. Playtime's over. So we've got conference play. Now Leland, as Henry mentioned, uh, 6A West have already played a couple of games. Um, they got started a little bit early because there's 47 teams in that conference now. So nine. Uh, yeah, nine of them. So nine. they got going early. And uh, before I jump over here with Henry, who went on the road last week to Kansas City Rockhurst and saw the Josh Ficklin and Carter Nye show, I almost talked to Leland first. Leland, and I know uh, how how much of an impact. For Van Buren, how different of a team are they now getting Bryce Perkins back and Malachi Henry? Night and day. Night and day. Night and day. I, I, I think it's probably um, about half physical and half mental. Yeah. I mean, it just helps having the best player on the team on the on field. The a guy yeah. who is really and truly not just a playmaker, but a game changer. Huge, huge. Uh, and, of course, Malachi made his presence known. Ricky, he came in and made his presence known like Nuclear Loose Paul with authority. With authority. Made his, yes, made his presence known with authority, scored a touchdown, tied the school record uh, for career touchdowns, and, of course, um, he will break that record, uh, yeah. I assume. So, big game down there this weekend, Leland, on Friday, Van Buren at Greenwood. And I know Van Buren's still without a couple players, but having those two guys back is huge. Absolutely. I think it gives them a chance. Now, when we look at what Greenwood did last week, um, you know, I, I don't know if anybody wants to get in a shootout with them. Right. Because that first quarter last week was really and truly uh, one of the best in Arkansas high school football history. They scored in the first 10 minutes of the game. Hunter Houston was 16 of or 13 of 16. For 261 or for 166 yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Wow. As a team, Greenwood had 21 offensive plays for 261 yards and five touchdowns in the first 
quarter. I'm no math major, but that's about a touchdown every like third snap. Or Silon must a, be down. Yeah. That's a bunch. And then in the <laughs> second quarter, yeah. they had two fumble returns for a touchdown on consecutive plays, and then picked up an offensive fumble and ran it in for 44 yards. You know what, Leland? I'm not happy though on defensive touchdowns unless it's a big old lineman who gets his hands on the ball and scores. Then talk to me about that. That that's what I like to see, Ricky. Now, this was a fast linebacker and, a, and an even faster defensive We don't back. care about those. We don't care about those, Henry. We like the big guys to get their hands on the ball. We like a fat man touchdown. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So, that's uh, Leland, that was great. Now, Henry, let's kick it over to you. You went up to Kansas City Rockhurst in Bentonville. Uh, it was kind of a tale of two halves. First half uh, didn't I – mean, maybe a little slow, sluggish, whatever. But, boy, in that second half, they absolutely took off. Yeah, it, it was that because you, you look at the stats – Rockhurst had the ball for more than 16 minutes in wow. the first half. Out of 24 minutes, yeah. Yeah, Benville yeah. only had the ball like 7 tw- minutes and 24 seconds. Wow. But it wasn't still dominating because you look at the stats, Rockhurst only had 139 yards. Bentonville had 123. It was okay. a 7-7 tie. But you had that feeling. It was a Rockhurst-style game. Kind of a plotting yeah. type with and these, P-L-O-D-D-I-N-G. Yeah, yeah. And then, boy, in the second half, it's, it's like a new Bentonville team showed up, and then they put down their well, Henry, our, our, our man, our boy, our guy, Josh Ficklin, had a big game for Bentonville. Yeah, that the play he scores to break the tie was a thing of beauty because Carter Nye rolls out like he's going to his right, you know, on a play-action pass, but then he just tucks it right there to Josh Ficklin, and Ficklin takes off to his left. Misdirection. And, misdirection. I mean, nobody touched him. Wow. Nobody. By the time he got to the 35, everybody was behind him, and he was still pulling away. What my coach would say, 88 and out the gate. He was yeah, gone. Exactly. And then to, just to break out a few more stats, I started figuring these up. In the second half, Bentonville had the ball exactly 16 minutes out of 24. Brockhurst okay. had eight. Total offense, Bentonville had 287 yards total offense. Rockhurst had 32. That's domination. And I heard you mention that on, uh, on Rex Nelson's domination. show. Yeah, that's yeah. domination. Hey, we're talking about a Bentonville defense that in its first two games, they were giving up an average of more than 600 yards they were, a and game. Yeah, yeah, they were getting gouged. They yeah. were, yeah, gashed and gouged and gagged. Yeah. Yeah. They gave Every up, other G word you can think yeah, of. They only allowed good. 171 against Rockhurst. There you go. Uh, that and, tells me, Henry, they used that off week, and Jody Grant got in there, and he might have had a little discussion with the defensive guys. Well, that's what mm-hmm. they've hung their hat on. That's how yeah. they've won championships. I mean, their offense being good, but, man, some of the best defensive teams I, I've seen in recent years come from the Bentonville Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, after Bentonville had scored, got the 13-7 lead, the first defensive telltale sign was on the next play because Rockhurst, who wants to keep the ball on the ground, but said, you know, we're going to play a – we're going to throw a little screen, you know, with blockers in front. JT Tomesco, out of his cornerback position, knife through the two defenders, and, I mean, plowed the receiver for a four-yard uh-huh. loss. Blew it up, Paul. He blew it up. Absolutely. And, and plus he had an interception later on, so he really played a ball game. There you go. So that's what happened up in the 7A. Now, Leland, you went down to Boonville for um, – I know the score doesn't indicate that it was a good game, but Boonville has nothing to hang their head over in that game. Harding Academy is very good. Leland, I mean, I know 4A is going to be uh, uh, 
Ashdown is good. Arkadelphia is good. But I tell you what, Harding Academy, I think when it's all said and done, they're going to be right in that mix in, in a, for a trip to, uh, to uh, Little Rock in 4A. I absolutely. I think in most polls that I've seen, and I know Rex Nelson has them ranked fourth in 4A, and at this point, uh, you know, I don't think any of us can argue no, with that. I mean, no. they, they're still very good. And I tell you that they have the biggest weapon in Arkansas high school football, and that's kicker Kyle Ferry. Wow. He put 100 out of 112 touch, uh, kickoffs into the end zone last Ooh. year, and I think he's put every one into the end zone this year. Tremendous weapon, making high school teams go 80 yards. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's 7A, 6A, or 3A. You know what, Leland? That's something I never – something I don't understand is these schools that, that do that sky kick, and they give – and this is if a kicker can can keep it in bounds, okay, because he's trying to kick it towards the sideline. Um, they're giving opponents the ball sometimes at the 30 – oftentimes at the 35-yard line. If they kick it out of bounds, definitely the 35. And I've never understood why if you have a kid who like this kid who can kick it through the end zone – why would you not do that every time? I don't know. Well, and even even if it's just half the time, I, I still think if you compute it out and look at the mathematics of it, it still equates to a big, big weapon. Because you talk yeah. about the difference between I, a twenty and the thirty-five correct. or the forty per per possession. That's yeah. a bunch. It's a bunch. That adds up. I'm not a math major, but that's fifteen or sixteen or whatever yards a whack. You know what? I've been known to exaggerate. I was down there walking the side sidelines at. at, at Boonville, when Boonville scores, they shoot off a cannon. Yep. I'm telling you, when the ball went off the foot of this guy, it was like a cannon. Wow. It was like boom. And he tried, I, I guess he'd made four, three or four, and then the one he missed was just barely, I don't know, about 50 yards, just barely to the right. But you know what? Uh, Boonville has nothing to be ashamed no, of. I'm going to no. give him credit for scheduling yeah. this game. Yeah, I hear all the time. Oh man, they're going to drop us. They dropped us. We got to find somebody. Boomer said, "No, we're not going to drop you." It, it's a different level, though. Harding Academy over there—they're a private school. Uh, you could tell they were just really uh, superior at a lot of levels across the board. Now, Boomer's got a great player in, in Dax Goff. He yes. is a tremendous two-way player. But man, I don't know where they get all these kids from. But uh, they really got a great program going over there. You know, they got the university over there, Harding University over there. And I'm assuming a lot of the uh, kids, the coaches come in there. And, you know, they're going to play high school football. Yeah. But, man, uh, credit Boonville. They're going to be – Boonville's going to be fine. They got way behind, especially a run team. You can't get, be, get behind 17 nothing, 14, whatever it was. Boonville's going to be fine, but Harding Academy – Really uh, impressive. Leland is uh, is Ryland Ray out for the season at Boonville? Yes, he is. That's a tough. That's a huge loss. That's, that's a tough a loss. Now they should get Brooks Herrera back. That'll help uh, in a couple of weeks, which will help a bunch. He's another speed guy, uh, and then um, they um, they've got another player that they hope to have back soon as well. So that will help. But there's no making up for losing Rylan Ray for the season. But you know what? Doc Crowley's not sitting over there crying about it, Ricky. Nope. He, he's saying, you know what? It's a tough loss, and I hate it for the kid. Yeah. Next man up. Let's go. Let's go, Paul. And it's I, your turn. And I tell Let's you, go. that's exactly what he said. He said, we've got a senior that stepped into his, his spot, and he's doing a great job. There you Paul. go. There you go. That's, yeah. that's that Charleston Tiger mentality that he's taken over to Boonville that has the same mentality. Yeah. It is – our t- 
what what the guy say on Hoosiers, uh, Leland, the coach? My team's on it, the floor. Yeah, my team's on, my the, team's on the floor. You know, he credit uh, Harding Academy. Yeah. And then he said, man, our guys are going to uh, get better. we got to go back to work. That's exactly work what harder. they do. Just work harder, get better. And they work will. Harder. And they're going to be a factor. And this, yeah. this, you know, Boonville, you know, it, they'd love to have won the game. But yeah. you know what, Ricky? First four weeks of the season, yeah. it don't matter. matter. It don't matter. And what, in week nine or ten, we're going to be talking about Boonville right. and them playing for a conference championship. Exactly. So I had a chance to go to Shiloh Christian. They had a, a little bit of a track meet over there on Friday night with – Lincoln Christian, also a, a powerhouse in Oklahoma. They've been in three straight state championship games in wow. their classification in Oklahoma. They were a very good team. It was a back-and-forth game. Shiloh ended up you know, winning it by a touchdown. Uh, little Lincoln Christian had the ball near midfield, driving for what could have been a tying touchdown, and Shiloh got in there and ripped the ball out away from a running back and recovered it, was able to run out the clock and get the win. Um, and so Shiloh, give them credit to uh, Jeff Conaway. They played three yeah. really good non-conference games, three really good games. So they're ready, uh, Henry, they're ready to host Dardanelle this week in, in the uh, new the 5A new, West. The new yes. 5A West. And I, um, I know we talk about the 6A West a lot, and, 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 and we should because it's a fantastic conference. But the 5A West, Leland, it's, it's going to be a great, great seven-week run in the 5A West. I am excited about watching the 5A West. You know, the last year I kept talking about the 3A1, and the 3A1 is still a great conference, yes. and I love every single week. There's tough games, and, of course, now, you know, you add Boonville to the conference, so that's even greater. But, yes, the 5A West is going to be a tremendous uh, conference to watch, probably from the main viewpoint of that it's it's more local than what yes, it has exactly, been. exactly, exactly. Um, the, you don't have the long trips to Valonia and Greenbrier, and, and I mean, Morrillton's not that far, but still it's farther than, you know, whatever. And and when when uh, Shiloh went up because of the competitive equity factor, Prairie Grove goes up and Dardanelle go up because of their enrollment. They already had Pea Ridge. It went up just a couple of years ago. And Farmington, kind of the old established, Harrison, the old established, and, and Alma, the old established in Clarksville, that just makes for a great conference. And, Leland, it's only going to get better because, Henry, you know this. It's just we're talking a couple of years. Gravit's going to be in this conference too. Yeah, Gravit is just right on. We're talking they were only 12 students away yeah. from getting into this conference. Huntsville was only about 12 They're or close. 15 students. Berryville is very close. Yeah. So we're seeing – and then – when then all this, well, then who's going to leave? I don't know. Yeah. You know, have to. Yeah. You know, you'll probably have to say, oh, well, maybe Clarksville will have you're to gonna go. You're going to kind of, yeah, and it's going. You're going to kind of see a little bit of a shift too, because if you lose Berryville and Gravit in that conference, that pushes everything down, and that's going to bring. That's probably going to. It's probably going to pull in. Uh, Lamar. Lamar. Yeah. You're probably looking at Lamar. You're looking at Pottsville. Pottsville. Yeah. Uh, could, yeah. In, in that group. Yeah. Uh, uh, and and Dover as well. Then it so. makes it a kind of a an I forty. You might have kind of a little I forty uh, split there with with I yeah. forty kind of drawing teams in because you'd have uh, you'd still you'd have Lincoln and and uh, 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 Gentry and, and those, but they'd be joined by now they got Ozark, but you'd be talking about Lamar and maybe a Pottsville coming in. So it you know it's it's fun. I like kind of seeing the seismic shift. What we saw 10 years ago was the larger cities in northwest Arkansas splitting their schools, Bentonville, Springdale, Rogers splitting their schools, and that created this 7A West, you know, all northwest except for one. You know, it's always one mm-hmm. out there. What, now you're seeing the growth in the, in the Farmington, Pea Ridge, 
grab it, which is bringing those into 5A, and then you're going to see the trickle down into 4A. They're building – Ricky uh, Elkins is building – they're building out there. They're building out there. So I know they're kind of a newcomer up to 4A, but they're going to be the kind of the established 4A. Gentry's doing the same thing. They're going to be the established 4A teams, and and you're going to see, you know, more of a regional. Yeah. Not I, just I love the but regional. a regional. You know, Unlike college. college football, high school football still, you know, the footprint. That, that's why, like, you know, this is almost like a square to 5A West, you know, Alma and then Clarksville right down there. And then you go up to Harrison, back over here to Prairie Grove, yeah. Pea Ridge. It's just a, a good square, square right Perfect there. Perfect square. So yeah. it's good. It's a good deal. So, uh, Leland, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. I'm going to throw it over to our man, Paul. Paul Boyd is our volleyball guru. He is the yes. sultan of, of Spike. Over here, <laughs> and uh, Paul has. Had I a dig chance. Paul. Yeah, you dig him. Yeah, absolutely. No, a gig. What is, dig. What's it dig. called? Dig. dig. Okay. Dig. See, dig. What the hell do I know? There you go. So we got Paul's going to give us a little bit of insight. Uh, Paul had a chance to has had a chance to see Fayetteville play a couple of times. Paul and I were talking about this today. Ricky, I know you know a little bit about volleyball. I know less than you do, which is a very That's scary, scary thought. Uh, but anyway, um, Paul Fayetteville. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, just uh, you, you and I were talking a little bit, and just a different level. Different level. Uh, they, they really are. I mean, four multiple Division One uh, players. Yeah. Uh, Kennedy Phelan, who will go play for Chris Poole at, at Florida State, but uh, she's not. She's far from all they have. Wow. I mean, she's a really, really good player. She's hey, a great Leland, leader. One of them's going to Stanford to play beach volleyball. How cool is that? Oh, wow. Brooke Rockwell. Cool. I mean, well, Brooke Rockwell. What does that tell you about not just what kind of volleyball player she is, Academic. but what kind of person she yeah. is? I would have student. to take the SAT four times, add all four scores together to equal what it would take to get into Stanford. Yeah. So I still yeah. might not make it. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to do the same just getting to Stanford. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not Stanford. Yeah, yeah without yeah. the T. Stanford. Yeah, yeah. Stanford and Son. Yeah, yeah, that's one of those instances when we talk about, you know, somebody graduating summa cum laude yeah. or magna cum laude. Of course, us, we graduated, thank God Almighty. Thank God Almighty. <laughs> Get out of here. I've uh, seen it. I've seen I was on the six-year plan, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I graduated. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, there you go. Uh, that's, yes, right. They moved up a spot. Uh, the, the, uh, the Max Preps national rankings came out. Yesterday and they're up from fourth to third. There you wow. go. Third overall. Now, Ricky, they just finished third in a big national tournament in Las Vegas. Now you can do more than just go gambling in Las Vegas. Okay. They went out to play volleyball and they out of sixty four teams. Sixty four teams. Finished third. Oh wow. Out of sixty four teams. Out of 64, wow. yeah. Against Na- the best competition in the yeah. country. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Beat uh, beat some teams from uh California from from the Nevada area. Beat a beat a private school out of Hawaii. Wow. Oh wow. So Congratulations to Jessica Phelan and the Fayetteville Lady Purple Dogs. They are legit. And but they uh, got to finish. They still got to go. Oh, they will. They will. <laughs> they will. They got. You yeah. know what? They they have a group of kids. In uh, talking to Jessica afterward, said, you know, we just got a bunch of fighters. Yeah. We got a bunch of gritty little volleyball players. They're yeah. not huge. They're not six foot two, six foot one, six foot, you know, across the line. But they keep that ball from hitting the floor. But it, it doesn't. It does not hit the floor on their side. <laughs> there That's you right. go. There That's you right. go. So congratulations to them. Now, Henry, we've also got we've had uh, conference golf tournaments that are finished for our smaller schools, the four A's and three A's. I've seen that. We've got that going on. We've got conference tennis, which will be coming up the uh, next. Uh, 
two next weeks. Next week. Next week. Got that going on. They'll be going to state. We got golf going on. Same thing. Uh, girls uh, state golf tournament is next, next week. week. Boys is the week after up here in Fayetteville at Paradise Valley. Fayetteville's hosting. So fall sports are wrapping up. Paul, you're half over halfway through the conference race. Um, yes. And yeah, we're, we're at the midpoint. Yeah, midpoint. Yeah. And the state volleyball championships will be played in Hot Springs. So we'll have that coming up uh, in October. Cross country, we got the big chili pepper coming up here at the U of A. Be coming up in two weeks or next week. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Uh, so we've got that going on. And then they'll have their state cross country meet down at Oaklawn Park, down at Hot Springs. So we got a lot of stuff going on. And it's not just about football, it's, it's mm-hmm. everything in the fall is happening. Then Paul sent me an email today. The U of A women's basketball team has its first open practice next week. So. I saw a thing, our boy Bo Bo Martin over at Bergman. He's counting down. He's counting down the days until they get going uh, because they're a non-football school. They get to start their season in October. So we are in the middle of whoo. <laughs> So, so Paul comes off the sideline, the injury list, and we're, he's going to go to work real fast, no, isn't he? Yes, ain't sir. no rest for the weary. Yeah, ain't no rest for the weary. So there you go. Uh, so that's what's going on in the world of sports now. Leland, I'm going to turn it over to you for just to give give us just a little bit, a little bit of a preview of a story that you're going to have for this weekend. And Leland, I know you're excited, and I was kind of excited when Leland was telling me about it. Then I got the pictures that are going to go with Leland's story, and then I got uber excited about it. I'm I'm not sure where to begin. I don't want to give away too much right. about the. Uh, it's going to be our big Sunday feature in the River Valley Democrat Gazette. And it is going to be about George Loss, who was a coach at uh, Fort Smith St. Anne's. Uh, and then he went to Little Rock Catholic. Um, but just to, to tell you a little bit about him, he succeeded John Lunny as the coach. That last name sound familiar, Ricky? Yeah, that last name sound familiar? Yeah. yeah. The, and the he father of football, yeah. And he succeeded Mike Malham Sr. at Little Rock Catholic. Senior. So, Senior. Uh, yeah. He, he passed away last week, or I guess week before last, late in the week. They had his memorial service uh, in Little Rock last Friday, and uh, we've been working on that story uh, for about a week now. And I think uh, I think it'll be uh, I like it a lot because from the historical perspective, and of course, you know, at the time St. Anne's had a 38-game winning streak, and then that later. They had a 43-game streak without a loss yeah. that included one tie in there. So two huge streaks, and uh, everybody in this area that's very old knows about St. Anne's football. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Ricky Leland also mentioned, I don't want to like Leland, I don't want to give away too much of his story, but but George Loss was the coach, what you said, Leland, in the 1965 uh, All-Star game, and <laughs> one of his players was a guy who did okay as a football coach at Alma for a while. Frankie Vine? Frankie Vine. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. So, Leland, I think, has talked to four or five former players and things like that that were that played for, for Coach Loss at, uh, um, at St. Anne's, and so it's going to be a great, great story. And we appreciate his family. Uh, the Loss family came, came through with us with some really great photos of, of their dad uh, when he coached at St. Anne's, and so it's going to be uh, – it'll be a great story. in this Sunday's Nor- uh, River Valley Democrat Gazette in Fort Smith. Should be a good one. Now, people don't really, you know, uh, we got a lot of people on our podcast, Follow the Razorback. Martin Bircher was one yes. of the great players. That, yes, he was. Uh, defensive back, all Southwest Conference, I guess. Yes. Yep. I remember him. Had a good restaurant down there. So, St. Anne's was a power back in the day. Steve Hosser, the highly successful volleyball coach at 
Southside. Yeah. Also played for St. Anne's. The Nye brothers who played baseball for the University of Rodney Arkansas. Nye. Also, yeah. I'm sorry, not no, no, I'm sorry. Lund- Lundquist, 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 not Nye. Lundquist. 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 Nye is another story that Leland's working on. They're from the Cameron boys, but okay. uh, well, don't I'm, get us I'm, confused. I got, no, Lundquist uh, that played at the U of A. The Lundquist brothers that played at St. Anne's, and so a lot of really, really, really good River yeah, Valley. Yeah, another person. running back that went to Nebraska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really good, really good uh, program there. Uh, back in the uh, in the in the early '60s, for sure. So that will wrap up this week's edition of Prep Rally, the podcast. And uh, we are glad that you're here with us. And we ask that you join us every week as we bring you the best in prep sports coverage around um, from Omaha to Waldron and Lamar to Van Buren and all points in between. Seventy-four high schools that we follow, and uh, and we try to get it all right. And, uh, of course, we've got our man down in River Valley, Leland. we got Harold McElvain down there. got Walter Woody down there. got Kevin Taylor. So if it's about prep sports, we're going to have it. We're going to be on it. We're going to be on top of it. So thanks for listening to us today. We'll be back with you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. Come back and join us. We'll see you. The Prep Rally Podcast is produced and directed by the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Find us on SoundCloud, Apple, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. 